Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here with my brothers Eric Dixon and Jeremy Duncan, and we are Lights at the Roundtable. In this podcast, we're going to discuss a wide variety of things, ranging from spirituality and the metaphysics of reality to the psychological struggles that we face on a daily basis. So, we hope you enjoy. We're grateful you're here, and welcome to the Roundtable. We're getting ready to gear up for the Sedona International Film Festival happening June 14th, where we have a theater for a full day. Uh, we'll be honoring Helen Keller, the first woman, blind and deaf woman, ever won an Academy Award, as well as uh, the uh, the president for the Foundation for Fighting Blindness, if I'm not uh, misspoken on that, is going to be there. So it's going to be a pretty exciting event. Oh, man, I, I'm interested to dive more into that once we get started, brother. Sounds Absolutely. like uh, sounds like something beautiful you're you get to be a part of. <laughs> um, it's yeah, and then that geez, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Sedona, but I'm telling you, brothers, the energy is there is so magical that my legs were vibrating, <laughs> and like I couldn't. I know I thought it was cold, like my 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 senses didn't like pick up on it, and like until like I really had to sit with it, and it was like, why the fuck are my legs keep shaking? I'm not cold, and then all of a sudden I was like holy shit, it's coming out of the ground. Like, I can feel it. Like, just like, yeah, it's it's madness. It's really cool, though. I've heard it's a pretty powerful place. Oh, yeah. And there's they're just, uh, it's, I mean, you've got medicines that grow there. You know, you've got the um, the cat guy that, you know, you get uh, 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 San Pedro from that grows up there, I believe. And then uh, a little-known psychedelic that people don't even know about is juniper. Um, yeah. There's juniper trees that grow up there. And when you inhale juniper smoke, uh, some of these tribes in Africa do this as well as uh, it's the biblical thing because right. uh, it says that Moses, you know, sat with uh, incense and juniper yep. and, and sage. Well, juniper and sage are known at high levels of intoxication to be psychedelics. So. Yeah, absolutely. We were just watching Rogan. He was talking about Salvia being in the Sage oh, yeah. family and how powerful. Well, that's what Sage is. is. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of uh, <laughs> synchronistic that you brought that up, brother. Yeah. So, yeah. as far as the show goes, brother, we're going to um, do our little introduction and then basically give you some space to share about yourself, share your story, and. Um, and then we'll go from there and kind of make it interactive. It'll just be like a conversation between four four guys. I mean, I think we're already doing it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For sure. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's roll. Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here with my brothers Eric Dixon. Yo. And Jeremy Duncan. What up? And tonight at the roundtable, we're joined by a very special guest, Will Poe, a brother of ours that we connected with through James Passatore and uh, the Awaken the Warrior Spirit Within program that we've alluded to 
in many previous episodes as That's a catalyst right. to a big change in our lives. Yeah. So um, we're really grateful you're here and we're grateful for you, Howard, for joining us to to share your stories of triumph in life and uh, get your perspective on life in general. So welcome to the show, brother. Absolutely. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. It is an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm very grateful for what you guys are doing and uh, you know, I'm honored to be here. Thank you, brother. Thank you. How was your guys' day? Jeremy? It was good. Uh, nothing nothing in particular. Just yeah. no work. Got a uh, debt consolidation loan, so spent most of the day taking care of all that. Tired of paying out 10 different payments, so now it's all just one. There you go. Simplify. The Simplify. Life. Simplify. Take some focus just to one area instead of 10. Yep. Finally paid off Brittany's loan, and then... The hope ultimately is that, I mean, it saved us probably about 100 to $150 a month as is, and then being able to pay off some stuff in collections, pay down the credit card utilization, all that stuff. We're hoping it jumps the credit up enough to refinance the cars there you at go. a cheaper rate. That will save us even more money. So Big boom plan. Yeah. Nice. Good for you, brother. Sounds like a good day. It was. Nice. Sweet. Era, how was yours, man? Dude, it was sweet. It was, uh, today was my day off. Nice. Yeah. So, um, what, so I had a big day planned with Kayla today. Yeah. It was both of our days off. We haven't had one, I don't know, maybe in, I don't know, a week or so, but we enjoy those days. So we were going to go to the gym this morning and, um, we had it all planned out. Got up this morning, saw the snow. I was like, <laughs> nice. Like, dude, I, I fucking love the snow. I, I mean, yeah, it does create some things, but um, for the most part, I love it. Like, I took a picture of the tree outside and posted it, dude, with snow on it. The uh, the, the purple, purple red, Yeah, the red, red bud. Yeah. Dude, beautiful. But uh, so, yeah, we, we got up. Like, we were getting ready to go, and um, walked out the door, and there's a there's a power line across the driveway <laughs> yeah nice and so like i didn't know i don't know anything about power lines right yeah and i'm not trying to be that person so we no- also noticed that the internet was out and put two and two together started looking at things called duke figured out that it was probably the cable line and not like a power line yeah but again, I was like, dude, I'm not trying to touch that thing and then fucking <laughs> zap yourself. And then that's the last decision I ever make. Right. Like not trying to have that happen. So Duke came out at 10. All right. So this all happened at eight. Duke came out at 10 and then they couldn't do anything. And, but they did tell us that it was just, it wasn't live. We could do whatever we needed to do. And then at noon, finally, someone came out, but we had to be here in order for someone to come out to fix the internet. <laughs> Damn. So that just wiped out like the whole, the whole morning. The whole morning. However, we got all the stuff that we needed to do like in the back half of the afternoon, just done in the front. There you go. Yeah. Like, dude, what could we do? Instead of going somewhere, we could do all these things on the list that are just right here. And then all the, everything else later. There and you go. That's what happened. And then we didn't even need to be here when the Spectrum people were here. <laughs> <laughs> the dude was super cool. He was like, yeah, you don't need to be here. I was like, all right. All right, you son of a bitch. Yeah. So uh, it was good, man. So did that. Got my hair cut. Um, went to a new barber down in downtown Loveland. Nice. Uh, the Chop Shop. Go down there if you uh, if you want a good cut. Barber Shop. 
Um, what else? Got to spend some time with Kayla. Dude, we made a fire dinner today. Yeah. Chicken breast on the grill with Brussels sprouts and like nice. these um, sweet potato cauliflower like tots. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I love tots. Me too. I put them in my pocket sometimes. <laughs> Save them for later. Let me get one of your tots. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. I got you. I'm sending it out to Arizona. Uh, yeah, man. Great day. Sweet. Um, yeah. Sounds like a good day. Yeah. Yours? It was a good day, man. Uh-huh. Last night was kind of rough. I never have trouble sleeping, but... There were like four or five different things that happened last night in my house that woke me up. Yeah. And I'm a very hard individual to wake up. Yeah. So it was one of those nights that I rarely have. And it's like, holy cow, why is this happening? Like the, our alarm that we don't have active went off. The power went out. The dogs freaked out. Like it was just one thing after another. Just, oh my God, I got to get up at five. And the closer it got to five and I kept waking up, it's like, oh, I'm going to sleep through my alarm. You know, those yeah. thoughts that creep into your head, give you extra anxiety that's unnecessary. Yep. So, yeah, waking up and going to work, I was like, oh, tired and lethargic. and But it was a good day. I mean, nothing special happened, but I got to work. Got a good new book my mom gave me. Oh, yeah? I'm, yeah, I'm about 30 pages in. It's called The what? End of Mental Illness uh-huh. by Dr. Uh, I don't know if it's Amen or Amen. I've heard that one. I've heard um, that one. He, he has a TED talk that I watched a few years ago. And when I started reading the book, it kind of clicked like, oh, this is that dude. Yeah. Um, but he he specializes in brain scans and the psychiatry of the that's, brain that's through actually studying the brain yeah. instead of um, just using symptom clusters and not focusing on the individual. So it's checkpoints and little uh, yeah. scantron tests. Yeah. He, yeah. He talks about that, how psychiatrists are the only doctors that don't actually study the physical part of the body that they (laughs) diagnose. Yeah. You know, like a heart doctor studies the physical heart to, to teach themselves about it. Yeah. I mean, being one of those people that have gone to seek help like that, I mean, I've never had a brain scan. I mean, it it costs a lot of money to get a brain scan, you know? So there's where the, like that's there's where the corporate where the, dilemma comes in yeah. <laughs> so well we'll just make them pay for a pill and just shoot in the dark like here try yeah. this for a couple weeks <laughs> yeah so they they like ran tests on like my blood and stuff and that that did i did find a lot of stuff about that post getting that stuff done like later in like life i accidentally found test results and like saw that my vitamin d level was so low like huh, yeah no wonder i was depressed right my vitamin low D energy, level was yeah. ridiculously low. Yeah. So. yeah, so it's a really good book. I like I said, I only got about thirty pages into it, but I really enjoy his perspective and um his devotion to the study of of the whole yeah. psyche, not just one aspect of it. Yeah. And kind of speaks against the pharmaceutical corporation that is America. You know, he kind of speaks on that too. So touched a lot of passionate talk talking points for me as somebody that enjoys psychology and how the human brain and and mind and body and soul work you know so yeah i think that's probably what made it a a really good day so and it's podcast day podcast day is always exciting always always how was your day howard sounds like you've had a good one man you know, my day has been beautiful. Like I was saying earlier, I, um, I'm in Phoenix now. 
I just spent the last uh, two and a half days in Sedona. Um, it's actually beautiful up there. If you've never been, I highly recommend uh, the energy in the land. It's just uh, the ancestors are very present there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, it's been an exciting week. Um, like I was telling you guys earlier, um, I work for a couple of nonprofits. Um, I'm legally blind, so I work with a couple of nonprofits based around um, those social issues. And uh, I met with them up there in Sedona where, uh, you know, we're going to be holding some events here coming up. Um, one of the um, nonprofits is almostblind.org. And what we're doing is we're helping bring social awareness to people that are not completely blind, but are partially blind or legally blind. But yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a good cause. Um, it's, you know, me as somebody that's legally blind, I have between five and three percent. They can't really test on the 10 percent. Um, but I'm somewhere in that, that scope and it's, I can still see in a tunnel. I have retinitis pigmentosa, so I've got tunnel vision and in one of my tunnels in my left eye, I can see 20, 25 of my corrective lenses. So it really, you know, messes people up when I run into them and knock them over and knock a drink out of their hand. And then they see me 10 minutes later looking at my phone. So, right. you know, yeah. So I get a lot of, a lot of, you know, weirdness on that. And it's, it's it's a shame because it's just not it's a lack of awareness, a lack of education, and right. that's what that organization specifically is doing uh, to help bring awareness that you know not just because somebody has a white cane doesn't mean they can't see at all. Um, and I, like for example, just to bring this awareness to you, um, I don't notice because I can't see, but I was traveling with a, a, a sighted friend of mine that I've known since sixth grade. I'm actually at his house right now, hanging out with him and his kids, and uh, I noticed him since sixth grade and. He was in shock this weekend. He took, you know, we went up to Sedona together and he was in shock at how people just stare at me with my white cane out. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not, it's not because I'm a weirdo or anything, but it's because it's that lack of awareness and right. people just don't know. Yeah. Trying so to figure that's it out. Or- exactly. Yeah. And like, why is that? Why, why are these two guys walking and one guy's holding his shoulder? Like <laughs> what's happening there? Right. You know, so I understand the perspective. Don't get me wrong. It's, you know, like I said, bringing awareness of that social issue. And then the big charity, the, or not charity, I apologize, the big um, nonprofit that we are, I'm working with up there that does have um, a theater for the Sedona International Film Festival on June 14th is Blind Dance. And this is a very powerful and really great organization that I've just become um, associated with. And they're doing a lot of really great things to not only bring awareness to the vision, the sighted community about visual uh, impairments, but um, one of the co-founders, uh, Ben Fox, a super amazing dude, uh, this guy won uh, uh, an award for one of his films when he was 18. They got him uh, invited to the um, the Sundance Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And shortly after that, he found out he had the same eye disease I have. And he, you know, as we all do, sometimes doubt ourselves and our abilities mm-hmm. and thought, how can I make movies as a blind person? And it wasn't until recently that he's, you know, been able to find that spark again and uh you know his enthusiasm and his his perspective and point of view on filmmaking is absolutely just breathtaking and inspiring so i'm super thrilled to work with him and all the other individuals uh that are involved with this organization and like i said it's just something super great magical that i'm super glad and grateful to be part of so wow yeah that that absolutely sounds magical brother and it in a magical place you were speaking on how beautiful it is out in Arizona and Sedona specifically. Um, 
what what it was your experience with Sedona's energy itself? So, like I was saying earlier, um, okay, so I got to give a little backstory on this because it, it'll make a little more sense. Um, through my journey, um, when I was younger, I, I was diagnosed with this eye disease at 13. So I've always been on a quest just to bring my physical vision back. But through that quest, I've, I've been given the gift of my, my spiritual vision. And as I meet suit cameras start to, to fade, the light that burns bright in the seat of God, like really is, is really uplifted and, and, and like, it's, it's really come all together right now in this time of my life with what I'm, my purpose is, my dharma and what I'm doing to, you know, help others. Um, through that, through this experience, I've tried every homeopathic, every crazy ass thing you think of to try to fix my <laughs> physical vision. And I mean, who wouldn't, right? And, yeah, sure. um, and I, that's why I actually ended up in Costa Rica, um, living down near James and, um, working on my vision down there and through that and working with different, uh, modalities of, you know, shamanism and plant medicine, I, you know, I was kind of called into that lifestyle and it's crazy how, you know, the world works because I never thought that of myself or that I could help people in that way. And I never even was looking for it. But when I got, I came back to the States, um, after living in Costa Rica and people that I knew from before through business that I didn't know personally, but I knew just through work were um, actually Mesa carriers and very, very uh, powerful healers. And uh, through that, I have been apprenticing with them for the last four, four and a half years uh, in that tradition, the Caro tradition, uh, which uh, makes me a Mesa carrier. And it's something I hold very sacred when I work with different energies and different things. But as far as your question goes, that being said, I'm very, uh, I'm very susceptible and very like, I pick up energy very well, especially because I don't have vision. Yeah. Um, I trust my intuition yeah. uh, in that realm. And, and the power of that land, it's just Arizona. I don't know if you guys have ever been out here, but Arizona, the, the, the ancestors, like the voice of the ancestors is loud out here. The, that wind is just, it's, it's so powerful that it's, you, you know that the ancestors are speaking to you through it. And the, the beauty of this land where you could be at the desert where it's 120 degrees and 30 minutes away, there's a mountain that's 3,200 feet and there's, you know, snow elk up there. So it's, wow. it's a very diverse landscape with a lot of ancient traditions, a lot of ancient history. There's a lot of indigenous land here, a lot of ceremonial, uh, uh heritage and, and just the energy from all that is here in this land and with the mountains, which, you know, in, in most all traditions, uh, throughout the Americas are very powerful entities and very powerful teachers. You have the mountains out here, the rivers, the great Colorado, you know, all these streams and subsidiaries that come off of it. And it's just, you know, they, these lakes and it's just very, very beautiful area. So. Wow. Well, what is a, what is a Mesa carry? carrier so okay so a mesa carrier is trained in the traditions of the the ancient priests they were the high priests of the incans and in um the colonial times when the conquistadors came over and were invading the americas 
they fled high up into the Andes and they didn't, nobody knew they were up there until the 1970s when, um, through prophecy, they, to be fulfilled, they were, you know, they were told by spirit to come down out of the mountains and nobody even knew they were up there. And nobody knew that they didn't, they, they're the, one of the only traditions that doesn't know war because they weren't exposed to any of these world wars or anything like that. So it's a very ancient and pure form of the tradition. And, um, um, you know, the Mesa is, you know, it's Spanish for table and it's, um, it's a portable altar that, you know, we use to, uh, work with, you know, spirit and, you know, different energies and things like that. So it's nice. beautiful, brother. It's really beautiful. That's, <clears throat> I think that's a huge part of, of why you and I have connected as far as, um, some of your spiritual abilities and, and beliefs totally align with, with my path. And, uh, I'm grateful to have your wisdom and knowledge of, of your path to take in and reflect on and integrate, you know, what I see fit in my reality. So I, I really appreciate your wisdom, brother, whenever we talk. Well, I just want to throw this out there. You know, that's not my wisdom. That's, that's right. True. Wisdom. I just, you know, I'm just a conduit and I'm fortunate to be that. And I'm not going to lie. You know, it's, it's been a lot of work, uh, a lot of sitting with myself alone. And I do that. I have, I, I, you know, the spirit has with my vision has put me in a place where I have to sometimes just sit and be by myself because I can't go anywhere. I can't. You know, I'm in a rural area right now where there's not even any Ubers. <laughs> so, you know, I have a lot of time to sit and reflect and meditate and, you know, work with spirit and different modalities to, to, you know, work in these other realms. And it is, uh, you know, it's something that, that I've learned a lot from and it's helped in my growth. And it, like I said, it's taken a lot, a lot of work, a lot of discipline and, you know, a lot of trusting in, spirit really uh you know like you know knowing that everything's going to be okay no matter what i mean i'm blind and, and people get a kick out of this and it really messes them up because i'm a happy motherfucker like to a point where <laughs> oh, yeah, people, you get, are. <laughs> people get irritated with it and they're like how the fuck are you so happy you're blind like you should not be happy and i'm just like okay but like i could also not hear or my i could have no legs so like i've got it pretty good like i'm you know, I'm a healthy mm. dude other than my eyes don't work. Like, okay, Amen, you know, seeing I mean, a positive. Well, it's, it's, it's not just staying in that, it's living in that positive, you know, and it's, 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 it's that understanding that, I mean, I don't know, I know kind of your guys's, um, you know, spiritual like, um, journeys. Um, I follow you, I listen to you, you know, we've gone through the warrior program together. Um, and, you know, I've come to, it's, it's my, what I've been shown that, uh, you know, this isn't, this isn't the only time we're going to be in this realm. And no matter, depending on what modality you follow, it can be thousands and thousands of times. And it is that understanding that, okay, you know what? This thing around spirit said, Hey, I need something to learn that I don't need my eyes to learn. And it, it's made me learn that and it, it, spirit has given me what I needed to bring my vibration up past that, that, that victim standpoint, that flight or fight that, you know, that, 
that, that so many of us live in that, that just destroys our bodies and keeps us from homeostasis. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, you know, I've given, been given this gift because, you know, I don't have the distraction that sighted people have. I can't see the stuff that distracts me. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm forced to go in way more than I want to trust. Me. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, when I say these things, I just want people to know because, you know, I do, I, I have started to become more aware that I have certain gifts and I've been told by a couple of very powerful, uh, astrologists as well as, um, you know, energy healers and stuff like people don't even know me. They just, I'm actually, um, I've gotten on this uh, app. It's, you know, and I don't really follow a lot of social media and stuff like that, but it's a new social media platform called Clubhouse. And, it's 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 all it's like it's like it's like a podcast that you can interact with yeah. but the the best part about it is is that you can't just post stuff like hey look at me i'm by a plane or hey we're having the best birthday party ever or look how great my family is when they're fighting 10 minutes later you didn't say there's no bullshit <laughs> you, you you know what i mean you got to sure. people are you're out of your avatar, so you're not, you, people don't see you for like, hey, you're a good looking guy, or you're uh, a tall guy, or you're this or you're that, or there's no labels, or there's no, there's all these roles are taken away. It's just your voice and what you have to say. And, you know, most people can tell whether you're on some bullshit or you're being authentic right sure. away. And that's the glory of this platform because it allows you to get your voice out there. And, you know, that's what I've been told and through these, you know, these, these, these different modalities is that, uh, you know, I need to open my voice and yeah, a lot of people aren't going to like what I have to say. And a lot of people aren't going to, you know, understand it, but the ones that do, that's who it's for. for and sure. it's not for anybody else, you know, and it's not me doing it. I don't, I, trust me, <laughs> I don't like to cause conflict or anything by those means, but you know, it sometimes it takes a shaking up of people to get out of that cognitive dissonance to, to stop the suffering and, 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 and not even stop the suffering, but like, like I've done and which is the most powerful thing that has ever happened in my life. And I swear to everything holy that if you can do this, you, you will, you will just achieve such a higher frequency and vibration. And that is finding the motherfucking beauty in suffering. Yeah. And once yep. you do that, and Eric, you know, and I know, Chad, you know, and, you know, it's, it's that digging deep. And like when you're running all those damn miles, Eric, and, you know, it's, it's, it's that you're like, oh, I don't want to, uh, you know, but you get out there and you do it. And it's, it's, it's going through that, man. That's what that is. It's, it's the growth. I, I think of you a lot when I'm out there. So I know when this, this all started, uh, you would shout me out. You comment on a lot of my stuff. And I think it was just, it was like just getting started. And I was like, yeah, I'll see you at a hundred, 500. Well, we're coming up on 900, but we'll call it a thousand here in a few. So, um, it's ongoing. It's all about the suffering, dude. Goggins reminds me of David Goggins, bro. It's all in the suffering. Yes. You know who that is, right? Oh yeah, I know. I've, I've watched lots of it. I just remember I, a couple months ago, I was like, "Bro, David Goggins like races out here near Nevada." Air that's County. right. Come to America out here. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, that's the and call. Bro, you love it. This land out here, like I was saying, is man for running and just like oh, it'd be so beautiful. Well, maybe Howard, if Costa Rica falls through for Eric and I, we were going to go to Costa Rica, but with the vaccine passport and 
all the yeah. craziness of the the narrative, we don't know if that's going to happen. So we may be headed out west to see you, brother. Hey, you guys always have an invitation. We'll definitely uh, show you guys some beautiful stuff. Like I said, I'm right here on the Colorado River between Havasu and Lake Mead. And uh, the Grand Canyon's two hours away. I mean, there's some epic, epic stuff out here. We can go down to the there's these mountains called the Lapai Mountains. It's um, they're named after one of the indigenous tribes of this area, and it's a 10 mile hike into this to this to the Grand Canyon. And once you're down there, there's a you can go camp this beautiful waterfall down there. I mean, there's just so many amazing things in the spirit, Dude. like I said, of the water. Yeah. Dude, I have a so come on down. <laughs> They did uh they did spring break on MTV and Havasu one year, but it's yeah. it's a beautiful place, man. And there are falls down Wait, in Havasu. Lake Havasu? Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, okay. I know about I've been there. Uh, I was I was a kid, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and there's falls out there. There's you can see pictures if you look it up, man. The water at the falls, people will hike I think it's like eight or ten miles, just like he was talking about with the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Down by the, the falls in Havasu. It's fucking beautiful, man. Yeah. It's like that phrase says, go ahead and take all my money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sign me up. Yeah. And the, I mean, the Colorado River alone, I mean, I most of the time we were on the river was up by Bullhead and Laughlin. I'm sure you know where that's at, Will, but... Uh, that's right where I'm at. Yeah, that's yeah. actually right. I'm at right in Bullhead there. So Are you? Funny story. Yeah, funny story. You, I don't know if you guys know uh, 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 one of our brothers, Jerry, but uh, you know, I'm not going to throw his whole name out there, but uh, I don't know if he would appreciate that. But he, uh, he, he actually, his family lives in that area. So when we were messaging one time on one of our group messages, Somebody said something about Bullhead, and I was like, wait a second, there's 12 of us on here, and somebody else is in this little ass town of 48,000 people. Right. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? So, yeah, good people, good people, great, great human beings. So, um, but yeah, the, the, the spirit down here, the, the, the land, the beauty, like, come on down, guys. I'd be, it'd be great to see you guys and finally meet in person. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. That is, um, that is definitely on the bucket list. Definitely on the bucket list, brother. So speaking of Costa Rica, how did you, did you know James before you moved to Costa Rica or did you meet James when you moved down there? Okay. So I had a partner at the time who had actually worked with James's wife in uh, Asia and they were friends and I met, uh, me and her had actually taken a vacation down there in early 2000 or late 2014. And I just loved it. I fell in love with the country. And now this, now at this time I was on my way to my journey, but I was still very stuck in the matrix. And then like, you know, this egotistical, uh, you know, patriarchal mindset. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and, it, uh, you know, I, I then afterwards, we didn't get to meet, uh, you know, James and his wife then, but, um, you know, it was after that, uh, they had actually come to where I was, I was living in Tampa and his grandfather lives in Florida. So they had come up to visit us one time, um, because at that time they were trying to source a lot of stuff for their, you know, their homestead down there. Mm -hmm. And I used to buy, uh, storage units and, you know, auction stuff and all that in, in Tampa. So that's what I did for a living. And 
when they had come up, there was an auction that we so I'd actually taken them to get a bunch of the stuff that they needed to go down there. And we kind of hung out and kicked it off right away. And then I had told my partner at the time, like, I want to go down to Costa Rica, <laughs> like, forget this stuff. Like, you know, but at this time, you know, I was very into like Alex Jones and I was, I wanted to go down there for those reasons, like <laughs> get out of the, you know what I'm saying? Right. And all yeah, that, for the sure. mongering and yeah. yeah. So yeah, I actually met him in Florida for the first time and then ended up uh, coming to Costa Rica uh, two days after landing in the country, uh, getting in his uh, 67 super bus, I believe it was, mm. and go, going to a uh, very, very special, my very first ceremony, uh, sitting with Mother Ayahuasca for three days. And I actually got to meet, uh, you know, somebody else that you had on your podcast, John, was in that bus. So yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great, great experience and ended up living in on their floor for about two weeks before we landed a place. And, you know, the rest is, I guess, what they say, history, right? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So <clears throat> one of one of a profound lesson for me kind of happened with you and James and you needed to go to Boston and you needed someone to take you. Um, and James kind of put a heartfelt message out to the group about leading from your heart. And he talked about how financially he wasn't in a place to do it. And, but he's like, you know, I leading from your heart, you'll never be steered wrong. And, as somebody that had always been in leadership roles all my life, but very egoic leadership roles through the military and through law enforcement and stuff, it was a totally different way of viewing leadership because I was always that analytical mind leader. Like think of the best way to do it, the most efficient, you know, mm-hmm. and something about that and, and your story and, and just the two of you just like melted my heart like, man wow, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. You know, not that I wasn't an efficient leader (laughs) because I was, but I was leading from a different place and a place that was going to turn out to no longer serve me in in my leadership quest and and, in my own life. You know, I don't lead anybody but myself and my family and uh, very, very powerful moments. So I just kind of want to bring that to your awareness. If you haven't already heard that story, um, just a, a huge part of my growth. And I think that's why we've remained in contact and come to find out we, we share a lot of the same spiritual beliefs and, and visions. So Howard, I, I appreciate you brother. Well, I'm very grateful for you as well. And, you know, James did uh, share a little bit of that story with me a while back and, you know, it's, that's, that's what this world's about is not only people like yourself and Eric and, you know, but like James, like he, he, he like didn't have to do that. Like Absolutely. he didn't have to come up here and fly from Costa Rica to Florida, then from Florida all the way up to LA with me. And he did it at his expense and, you know, he did it through, you know, his friends and the, your kind heart, Chad, and so many other people's kind hearts, you know, helping us raise the money to do that because that that trial was kind of just sprung on me last minute. My eyes, you know, it was a stem cell study out of California. And at that particular time, I had just my, I had an Amazon business that I sunk all my life savings into and it was doing well for a moment. And then 
there's so many things that happen to put you back in your on your dharma, on your journey, on your dance of life. You know, spirit slapped me in the back of the head and said, eh, 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 and <laughs> "Not that easy." Hit me with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm making uh, in three months. Our product was making ten thousand a month, and nice. Uh, spirit, spirit hit me in the back of the head and said, "No, that's not that easy." And somebody that was selling the exact same product as us uh, filed a false copyright law infringement uh, lawsuit against us. And Amazon took us completely off. You know, we lost all of our ranking, all the money we put into the advertising, everything was just gone. Damn. And I tried for three years after that to get back to where I was. And because the market had already passed and those people that had done that to us had taken the lead spot, we, I just couldn't gain back. And then when COVID hit, uh, you know, shipping out, out of Asia was pretty much just dead. So, yeah, damn. <clears throat> but like I said, it's put me in a place to, understand money and understand what it is yeah. and understand that it's an energy exchange yeah. and it's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, but it's what you put into it and what you, what you believe it is. And you know, the energy that you put into that dollar, that hundred dollars, like that's what it is. That's, that's, you're making that you're creating that. Right. And it's, 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 it's not something in my opinion, in my, my perspective, it's not something that we should, you know, uh, in the biblical text, you know, it says that there's so many things about money. The level of money is real evil. Uh, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven. And all these things are, are, they point to something. They point to the fact that this, this money, this, that we, that people worship that they cherish is not the end all end all. And, you know, I'm, I do social media marketing and business development. Uh, I, you know, I try to run a small little media company uh, to keep myself afloat and allow me to do the things that I'm doing. And, um, you know, a lot of my customers right now, I, you know, they, they don't, I'm not making anywhere near what I should be for the, what I'm doing for them, but you know what? And they, 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 they're all the time. Hey, you know, I, I, when I can, I'm going to pay more. And I'm like, listen, don't worry about it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not interested in the stuff that rusts and decays and molds here in this realm. Like I know what's happening and I'm doing karma yoga, like Ram Dass says. And I know that I, my energy that I'm putting towards helping you is worth way more than that damn dollar. <laughs> yeah. Amen, you know, brother. it's way more than a hundred of those dollars. Amen, so, brother. You know, and that's that's something that really like liberated me from that money thing because I've been somebody that in my life I was engaged to. Uh, I I grew up with money. My my family had money growing up, and then a lot of things happened after '08, and we all know how that happened. I was engaged to a girl whose father was a multi-billionaire, private jets in the Bahamas, all that stuff, and I saw, I saw that that money doesn't create happiness because these people were miserable more miserable than i ever was and i was broke as shit you know, i mean i wasn't broke as shit but compared to them you know right so it's it's just you know if, if money was it was why we're talking about it if it created happiness if it created what you, so many people put into it then why are all these millionaires all these famous celebrities why do they keep taking their lives right <laughs> you, yeah you know what i mean right a lot of pressure when they wouldn't they be happy as hell? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, discard all the pressure and all the other stuff. You know what I mean? But if just looking at the money aspect of it, if money was the end all be all of happiness, like most people put on it, wouldn't, wouldn't those people be the happiest people in the world? 
you know what I'm saying? And that's not the case. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, like I said, it's, it's, it's an energy transaction transaction and it can be a beautiful thing or it can be not so beautiful depending on it could be your where your energy is. It could be your prison. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, any, anything's a prison. Food, right. Uh, you know, it is alcohol. what you make it for sure, Absolutely. man. For sure. That's, that's one thing with money that I I've come to learn and, and kind of on my, the beginning of my journey, I, I explored the life coaching route and, you know, because I, I feel I have a pretty deep understanding that could help a lot of people and, and have helped a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but I came to that moral crossroads that you just kind of touched on is like, man, it, uh, should I be profiting off of what I feel are divine gifts to, of helping? Is that of true service? Um, so that, that's definitely a crossroads that, that you're speaking on that I've been at like, okay. And now exactly what you said, Howard, it, it just gave me chills when you said it, but the help that, that I offer to people is, is worth so much more to both parties than any amount of money you could ever give me. So most of my life coaching and guidance is done donation based and it's, it's been something I haven't even brought up donations to most people. If they say something like, Hey, how much do I owe you? Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's donation based. Give, give whatever you can. Um, of course that's coming from, a, I feel a privileged place, you know, with, with money. I, I live comfortably. Um, so it r- guaranteed uh, well, a little bit well, easier for this. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I will recognize that privilege that I'm at, but still. I will say this though, on that regard, I, I you know, I, I understand the perspective you're coming from with the privilege, but from the traditions that I'm taught in, you know, the nature traditions and, and multiple other ancient indigenous practices, um, it's tradition with uh, any kind of energy work or healing work that there is a something given to the healer right. or the community. Right. But here's the thing. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, what I've been shown and what I've been taught is it is a, it's a gift to spirit to show your dedication to the healing process. It's not to the, you've got to understand because it's not the, the shaman, the healer, the light worker, the Reiki, whatever you modality you're using, the therapist, the plant medicine practitioner. It's not that person doing it. It's right. them being a, their, their meat suit, their temple on this planet where the God sits is clean enough and they've done enough work where they can help move these, you know, move these, 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 these energy. Exactly. And because they've already done that work and they've opened up as a conduit to spirit, right. there and they yeah. know that it's not them, yeah. it's spirit working through them. Right. And that's where that comes into play. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> so what kind of just like, so, you know, I practice this modality of the, that healing energy, the Carol tradition. And I'm a Mesa, like I said, a Mesa carrier. Yeah. But in that in that modality, there's no plant medicines that are used. It is strictly energy work and right. working in the other realms. Now, I've been shown, you know, through other things that I've done in my life and working with spirit and saying with spirit that I have been given the some of the ancestors I've been given the privilege and the right to work with different modalities. Yeah. And I have really come into my calling in the last couple of years and seeing 
what I've unconsciously been doing my whole life with trying to help these these women that I find in my life where I thought that it was a romantic love because that's all that I knew was romantic love. I didn't know conscious love was. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 not that it's not that romantic love, it's the conscious love that there's the understanding. And since I've understood that I've been able to help so many uh, women help rediscover that love that they need to have for themselves because they are divine feminine and they hold, they are so powerful and men have taken that in so many instances from so many of these precious goddesses and in, in multitudes of different ways, manipulation, you know, just all sorts of things, abuse, physical, mental, emotional, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's because I don't know. I've, like I said, I've been given this gift. I'm blind. And because I am, people don't find I'm not, you know, what are you going to be afraid? Am I going to attack you? Go stand over there and be quiet. I won't see you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> people aren't afraid. So they are more vulnerable with me. And it allows me spirit to work through me to really help them understand that it's, it's not self-confidence. It's not money. It's not love in that you're, partner or your children or your parents and all of us like yearn for and look for it's finding that damn love within yourself because there's a piece of god inside of you i love if you let it you understand it will shine so damn bright that everybody's going to be attracted to you and everybody's going to come want to know what the hell you're on or what you're doing because <laughs> you're letting that light shine absolutely you know amen how did you get involved in this and and what do you do to to help these women I mean, I really can't go into it because, you know, I do hold that it's sacred. Um, but it's a multitude of different things. It, it all, it all works on, you know, each individual person. Um, like I said, when I first started off not knowing what I was doing, I would get involved with these women in a relationship and try to help them that way. And, <laughs> but not knowing that, that it's not that a romantic love that I was feeling for them, it was that, 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 spiritual connection yeah that, that that i that that my my soul wants to lift them up and show them who they are because i mean i don't know how like where how far you guys go back if you you know different religious or different you know just historical facts of religion and and spirituality and stuff but you know Previous to this age of Pisces, which is the fish, which is represented by the the the, the Christian Church, which is you know an egotistical uh, male-based monarchy that you know rules and, and and women and everything else, women and you know are the devil in that religion. If you think about it, <laughs> like they really are. They've been victimized for how long? It's because that religion knows that they're the divine feminine and they're the true priestesses. That, that hold the Eucharist of that, of that belief. And they're the ones that have been given, commissioned by, by the Spirit of God to, to complete that. I mean, looking, look, it says it right there in the damn Bible. When, when Jesus arose from his, from his three days in the cave, the first person he commissioned to carry his message out was Mary Magdalene. And then Paul just went in and said, Jack, that shit, you're a girl. I don't gotta, I'm Jack and that shit for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> so, but it, it had to happen. I mean, this was this was foretold. The, the Aztec sacrifice had blood sacrifices to the sun because they thought they could slow down time so that we wouldn't enter the age of Pisces because they knew we would move out of the divine feminine and we'd move away from the, our unity with this planet that we that is so vital to our you know 
everything. And we, we are, we're finally, we're finally moving back into that is the good news. So, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a beautiful time. And that's why, I, in my opinion, everything that's happening now with a lot of people coming into plant medicines or waking up in different ways. It's what's happening right now. We're moving into that age and I am blessed that I can help be a, a conduit to help those divine feminine goddesses remember who they are and how powerful they are and that they don't need to let anyone put them down and they do deserve to be loved. They are good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and we all need a little bit that, a little bit of that as well. So it's all healing, you know? For sure. And we as men also have that, that other half of ourself of that feminine energy. So yeah, it definitely affects all of us, not just, just the women, but obviously those that embody the, the feminine energy are going to be more affected, especially since they, like you said, have been oppressed for so long. Yeah, it's absolutely a beautiful time. Uh, it's a beautiful time to be alive. Um, and no matter, you know, I, again, um, I believe in reincarnation or something along those terms. I mean, in every religious text, even the Bible, Jesus said that John the Baptist was Isaiah. What do you think he was talking about there? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I know that we're all in different places. Some of us are in our third life on this, in this realm. Some of us are in our 10,000. Some of us are in our thousand. Yeah. And I, I just, am, I'm glad and I'm blessed that I have been given these gifts and finally, finally have understood them in a humble, the most humblest way possible, you know, yeah. that I can, I can now help people through different modalities. Um, you know, some of them I work with, you know, some people it's just talking with and listening. Yeah. Some, 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 that's some the best people just therapy, need to, like, man. be heard, right? Yeah. Just, that's think, all they need. I think that's why talking to like, especially this is so therapeutic. I mean, yeah, every week for us, we all say it's yeah. therapy for us. Yeah. We all say this is the best well, day of the week. Yeah. So no wonder. Well, that's what I'm saying. Jump on clubhouse because this is what clubhouse is. The podcast that you can hear guys. I've become friends with so many awesome people. Um, do you guys know who James uh, Fetterman is? The, the grandfather of microdosing? No, I, I've heard the he name. Wrote, yeah. He's wrote so many books. He's got, uh, him and Paul Stamets have a psilocybin, uh, microdosing. Like those are the two major, like, uh, you know, methods of microdosing are those two guys. Um, I'm literally talking and spending time talking with his co-author for the new amazing book. If you guys haven't read it, it's called symphony, your symphony of yourselves. Uh, it's by James Fadiman, Dr. James Fadiman and, uh, Jordan Gruber, who I, you know, I haven't got to talk with, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Fadiman, but, um, I've had a lot of time to speak with, uh, you know, Jordan on that clubhouse app personally, one on one. And, you know, absolutely brilliant man, uh, really, really, uh, you know, grounded and, uh, he's, he's just an awesome dude. And it's, but it's like, like I'm saying, guys, it's, it's, it's through these modalities that I've been able to meet these people and other energy workers, other healers all around the world through this app. Um, and it's really beautiful and you know, it's, it's bringing us together and it's therapeutic because people can get on there and be vulnerable about things. And you get in these chat rooms where people are crying and breaking down because they're talking about how their dad raped them when they were fucking a teenager, you know, an adolescent. And there's people just in there holding space and, 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 you know, it's just, it's such a beautiful thing, 
you know, and don't get me wrong, there's, there are all the dangers with, you know, the internet and things of that nature. But however, what I've seen and the experiences that I've had, it's definitely one of those better things that's out there. It's not a, a you know, it's not an ego uh, based thing. I hope you want to see. So. All right. Focuses on the messages and not the messenger. Well, it's, it's about everybody's, from how I like to look at it anyway, it's about everybody's individual story. And it's not, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's some groups on there where there's people talking over each other and yelling and being nonsensical, but if you're on the same path and you're being called to this kind of thing, looking in the same groups that I'm in, I'm in, and everybody in there is very respectful of each other. We allow one at a time speaking and, you know, there's no, you know, it, it's, there's a lot less ego involved with the, the energies, the, the, the special, you know, the, the, the beautiful spirits that are, you know, reflecting off of me, I guess he's <laughs> in these, in these rooms. So, um, like I said, it's a beautiful thing. And if you guys haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. Uh, it's, it's powerful. Don't you have to have an invite in order to, to check it out? <laughs> well, I got your number now. I'll send you an invite. Thank <laughs> nice. you. Yeah. Sweet. Absolutely. You got an iPhone. That's like, I guess Android is like two weeks away from being launched. So two weeks. There you go, Jeremy. Left out again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just changed from iPhone too. I, know. <laughs> I thought, I thought Howard sent you one. I don't know if he did or not. You might've asked when and it's not something that I'm like too wild about. I'm just like, eh. yeah, I've, I've it's listened not. to a couple. I haven't really chimed up. I've listened to a couple, but I got in some of those nonsensical rooms where it's like eight people trying to talk. It's like, uh. Yeah. yeah, and there's going to be that out there, like in anything, you know what I mean? But right, for sure. There, there, there's also, you know, what I've come to know with, you know, not having my vision is if you listen carefully enough, spirit speaks through every single person to tell you exactly what the hell you need or to answer that prayer. It literally tells you, spirit literally will tell you for somebody else, but you're not listening or you're too busy thinking about what you're going to say next or judging that person or whatever to to listen so intently that spirit is like and trust me I've, I've been doing this and like i noticed because when i do my prayer in the morning and my meditation throughout the day i'm listening intently and all of a sudden like uh like wait should i go to costa rica and then you know i asked spirit that morning and then you know later that afternoon a car drives by and their uh, rap song's playing and it's costa rica <laughs> yeah. the only word that meant, you, know, you know what i mean so. yeah absolutely man <laughs> Yep, I love those moments, man. <laughs> when you just get quiet in the morning and you start you start asking for things, not specifically, but just throwing things out there to the universe, and then they show up in little signs like that, or a sign on the street, or an animal specifically, or a non-sign, if you don't see one at all, can also be a sign as well. <laughs> all kinds of confirmation out there. All sorts. You just have to be perceptive and be willing to not only see, listen, feel, but to understand once that that door knocks, once that window opens. And that's a lot of people. You know, a lot of people miss their dharma, their what their their life path, their life dance this time around. And I feel that a lot of a lot of the mental disorders that are happening right now are due to that because. Your your soul, your higher self, is like fighting internally to be like, 
motherfucker, you're supposed to be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't helping you. <laughs> and then, you know, your ego or your multitude of different selves in, in your psyche are, you know, like telling you other things. Like, you know, like I, I mentioned that book, uh, you know, you're simply of yourselves. But it, the, 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 the theories that they set forth in that book, like, for example, you can't argue that there's more. There's multiple like entities in your psyche because for when you go to when you're on a diet or Eric when you wake up in the morning and there's that motherfucking voice in your head that's like dude get your ass back to bed it's freezing get in bed you know what I mean your feet hurt your your shoes are wet still it's snowing and but but who's and then that other voice is like no we got to do it we got to we made a contract with ourselves we got to get up and do it so who are these two voices in your head arguing? That you're arguing with yourself, but because I don't think that's what's happening, and a lot of a lot of research is showing that that's possibly not what's happening. There's different soul parts in us that are trying to unite and come together, but because we're not living our life dance, our life path, it's not allowing these things to flow, and you know, then you get depressed, you get you get anxious, you get depressed, your body gets a disease. And you get a disease. <laughs> you know so, what I mean? It's, it's a cycle. Yeah. So for me, like disciplining those demons really is where I win. So like when I get up and I do make the choice to not listen to that one voice, but listen to the other one, the one that says, hell yeah, like we got to get up and we got to suffer to get through the day. Like that's, that's how I discipline those demons. So you talked about discipline earlier, like how that was vital in your transformation absolutely like yeah, what it's, um, and then like in the morning with meditation like what 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 so, demons like what are you what so are you, you working on demons, like when you talk about demons you're it's just spirits just yelling at me shadow work yeah yeah you know yeah. What I mean? like, yeah so like it's so here's here's one of the biggest things that I've come to discover through my work and through my work with, uh, you know, my my plant medicine teacher, um, I've 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 been I've been I've sat in some very high dose ceremonies, you know, personal ceremonies for self growth, self growth and to get to where, you know, to the, the path that I'm on. And it's not something that I wanted to do. Each time was with a lot of reluctance and a lot of, you know, but it's, it's, it, it was a calling that I had to do. And I've sat with, you know, up to 32 grams of mushrooms at one time in one sitting. And it has allowed me though, because I did that work, I was given the, the ancestral permission to be able to work with that medicine, not only with myself, but with other individuals. And I do it in totally legal context in the States and, Providences and countries that these modalities are still seen as sacred, uh, you know, modalities of, you know, healing. And, um, but I have been, you know, like I said, um, I've been very, very blessed to, to be able to have that, that privilege because it wasn't easy to get there. And like I said, it was a lot of work, but, um, it has allowed me, uh, someone that has a lot of demons that had a lot of demons and still work with a lot of demons. It has brought me to the understanding. And it, when people say, you got to take the medicine to kill the ego, to kill the ego, I, I'm screaming, no, it's not kill the ego. You need the ego. It's, it's learning to 
incorporate that ego and work with that ego as a as a symphony of selves. You know what I mean? Because you two not, not a duality of two an internal struggle of two different shadow and light battling the yin yang. <laughs> you know, the battling and, and and you've got to walk that fine line of you know that that narrow path. You know. And it, mm-hmm. it, in the being that balance, because that's where all this is. The secret to life is balance. The center. And it's finding that balance. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah, that's tough. That's that's one thing that's always got me with the the whole uh, love and light community is like you got to kill the ego. It's like, man, that's that's your human experience. Like that's a god. That's God's gift to you as a human incarnating on this is your unique experience. Yeah. And I think the well, balance only, you speak of. Go ahead. Not not only that, but you know, depending on which thoughts you follow, I, in my experience and what I've been shown, we chose to come back and do this. We Amen. we as as higher selves came. I I chose to be a blind person in this time, and to to do what I needed to do to bring myself up to that higher level of consciousness. And you know, it's 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 a lot of work, and it's not only work through yourself, but it's ancestral work, you know, because it's several generations forward and several generations back that once you complete the healing that you need to complete, the healing will help and work in all of your family and all of your lineage, even the ones that are no longer on this plane, you know, and it's, and I've been seeing it transform like that with, with everybody, a lot of people in my family and people that used to think that I was a, uh, a, you know, a hippie that smoked a little too much cannabis, uh, you know, they started to come to me and be like, yo, you know that shit you were talking about that time? <laughs> that one seed Did you, you planted? More about that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, and, you know, it's funny because spirit like just works so mysteriously and so beautifully. And I was, I was actually blessed last night to be in the presence of a couple other Mesa carriers in Sedona. And, my friend who I'm in his home now, I've known since, like I said, sixth grade. And I tell him these things all the time, but because we're so close, it's close, it's such a closeness. It, there's, there's that, that barrier there that, that's not getting through. But this, this, this beautiful soul last night was literally telling him the same things. And as, as she's talking to him about this stuff, and I'm just sitting there like a little, I'm like giggle, just laughing, listening, what's going on. And he looks over and he's like, you just giggle a little bit because you tell me this shit all the time. <laughs> but, but it's, it's, but it took that individual to plant the seed that I once tilled, the land that I tilled to plant that seed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I'm not saying that I'm anything special. I just, like I said, I am privileged to do what I'm called to do, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's those seeds because you can't force anybody because when I first like many people do and you see happening right now, get involved in these modalities, um, you know, especially the, the plant medicine world, you know, people will have a couple of journeys and they want to go and scream and yell at all their friends, do it this way, get out of the matrix. And you can't <laughs> do that because, you know, first of all, I like to say, um, if you're not at harmony with spirit, you're going to cause harm to many. And, you have to be very mindful of that. And you have to also understand that not everybody is ready for the information that you've been blessed with. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is at the place they need to be in their journey spiritually to, to be there. You know what I mean? And by bullying or stepping into that triangle, that victim, uh, bully hero triangle, you are, you're 
not only taking on their car, that, 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 the, the karmic energy that develops if something bad happens, you take that on because you're the one that stepped into that triangle and caused that shit. But, you know, not only that, but you're taking somebody that might be on chapter two and you're shooting them to chapter 12 and now they don't know how the hell to process that. Right. And you don't, you're not, you're not trained enough to give them the integration they need to, to, to deal with these new feelings, new thoughts, and new perspectives. And they, they end up like, you know, freaking psychosis. out. It's and, psychosis, man. That's mm-hmm. what causes psychosis, mm-hmm. that inability to integrate those lessons. And that, man, I think you spoke to one of my most powerful lessons when I was shouting from the rooftops when I left Costa Rica and a brand new outlook and perception and, and really all around psyche and view of life. I was like, Hey, everybody, you ain't never heard some <laughs> shit like this, but let me fill you in, you know? And it was, re- it was met with a lot of resistance. It caused a lot of turmoil in my relationship, my personal relationships. So man, that's a, that's a very powerful point because I, I fell into that trap as well. Like, Hey, I've had such a profound experience that if you do exactly this, you will too, you know? So I think a, a huge part of my lessons the last few years is exactly what you speak of meeting people where they are. If they're on chapter two, learn how to walk them into chapter three or, Hey, these mm-hmm. are the tools to turn the page or, or whatever. So man, that's a really, really powerful point because that's what you see is people having these psychedelic experiences and having all these profound thoughts, but then their life ends up worse before because they don't know how to integrate. Like you said, man, and it's, that's or not so only important. that, but you have you have a lot of people that are that are that are prostituting the medicine right now yeah. for financial gain. And I and I've talked to some of these people on that platform before, and I'm like listening to them talk and trying to sell their retreat. And I'm like, well, let me ask you this: How many like you, you're serving this medicine, and you say that you? But how many grams have you ever sat with? And they're like five. And I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> wait a second here. I mean, me personally, with my work with that particular medicine. I know what that medicine has shown me and multiple other people that have, that I talk to that are on the same path. And at five grams, if you've only ever done five grams, you haven't even been to the upper realms and allowed into those upper realms that for the teachings that will help you to heal yourself so that you can be that conduit to help others. And that ego gets caught up in there because the shadow work's not done properly. And it's it's based on the root of all evil, money. And then you find you get these situations where, you know, you have these gurus and all of a sudden they're like, you know, either somebody's dying under their supervision or they're, you know, doing inappropriate things to their, you know, their their patients or their clients. And it, it's it's because they're not of harmony with spirit. You, you know what I mean? And they're causing yeah. harm to many. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's See, I, where I, we got to go forward with. See, I kind of want to speak on that because I have a differing view um, I, I don't think the, the, the dosage is, is that important to understand the spirit of the medicine and to help integrate those lessons because, you know, I personally, and this could be my ego, absolutely, but I feel like I do a really good job of, of explaining the integration process and the spirit and, and the things that may come up in ceremony. And I, you know, I haven't sat with heroic doses. But I've sat with the medicine enough that, you know, I, I feel I have a, a, a great grasp and I've helped a lot of people through those, those modalities. Um, so I, I, I have a differing view uh, of the, the dosage. And I don't know, I could be wrong, but 
I don't know. I think you know, you, it, understanding the spirit of it. Thing too. For sure. Absolutely. It, 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 and, and that's absolutely right. It's it's all in spirit. And spirit moves in different ways for different people. Right. And some some somebody might be more uh, more energetically connected where they don't need that. You know what I mean? Right. Where through where meditation is yeah, I mean, not to exactly make a, through meditation, running, every day, all the different meditations. Right. Uh, I play guitar. You know what I mean? For sure. And it's a meditation in itself. You know what I mean? So, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But where I'm, the, I'm sorry if I misspoke, but the perspective that I'm coming from and what I've been showing the medicine is that, yeah, if you're only serving people up to that amount, but there's work after that. Uh, and, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And, and if you're not, well, if you're not, if you're not like, okay, so say, I came to you and I want to do some work and you're like, here's grams. And I'm doing some work that I'm, I've sat with higher medicine and you're trying to hold space for me as that space holder. And I'm working like, like, because I'm already open to these energies because I've sat with these higher and I, I'm, it's easier for me to sit down and just connect with spirit. Once I get into that, that realm, you might, something might be going on with me that you might not be able to like, Hold space for you know what I'm saying. It's, I do know what you're saying. So I, I think I still feel different. There. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, infinite possibilities, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think. Me. See, for it's for crazy. me, for me, part of not only the dosage, but the the space that you create before the ceremony even starts, or for before the people arrive, the prayer and the intention and and connecting with spirit without the medicine is is what gets me to that place to where no matter how much I consume, I, I feel like I can tap in to that other person's energy and be trusted to tap in through whatever divine spirits be looking over me or whoever I choose to call in, you know, into that space as a spiritual ally of mine. Um, I think a lot of that work goes in before even considering a dosage and it kind of, for me in my reality is kind of guided by spirit of how much should be administered and, and taken. So uh, that's, I've never really like, Hey, I'm going to blast off with 10 grams. You know, I've never, it's always kind of been spirit and, and in the moment driven, but it's, a lot of it, it comes from the prayer and consent. What's that? <laughs> absolutely. Oh, no, absolutely. And like I said, I'm my, 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 I'm rooted in, in the, 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 the Mesa tradition, right. tradition where when I sit with this amount of the medicine, I've been shown through those modalities how to protect my spirit, my soul from outside energies. I honor my directions. I honor my ancestors. I honor Pachi Mama and the right. great spirit. And, and I give gifts to them so that I'm protected while I'm journeying in these realms. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you're, you know, you're, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right to a point, but what I would like to propose to you and like, there's no challenge by any means, but if you ever sure. do feel called to sit with that 10 grams, I would love to hear that the, the next, like uh, a follow up to this conversation on another podcast yeah. um, and see that perspective you have after that, because that right there from what I've talked to, and like I said, I've been talking to quite a few people that are journeying with these higher doses um, there's a gentleman who passed away a couple of years. Uh, I always, it's, it's so hard for me to pronounce his name. His name is Kalindi. Yeah. I, or something like that. Um, very, uh, very knowledgeable person. And if you look him up on 
YouTube or anything like that. This is the gentleman that sat with, you know, 50, 60 grams at the time. Yeah. And was very connected to that, that different realms and stuff like that. So, um, you know, with talking to these different people that have sat with that, I, I am somebody that listens and I am somebody that like, you know, pays attention and it's a general consensus from what I've seen. And I'm sure if you talk to people as well, you know, there's, there's, it's a whole nother world between five and 10. Right. And, you can't explain it to somebody that's never been there, but right. and I'm not saying that it's, that's for everybody. That's not. Right. You know what I mean? Well, maybe that's spirit working through you telling me it's time. <laughs> that's what's you yelling know? in the back of my head like, hey, hey, bro. <laughs> well, as you guys a, are as coming a, down to Arizona. <laughs> hey, let's go. Okay. So a little bit lighter note, it, are, is psilocybin the – the plant medicine that is your greatest ally in the plant realm as far as psychedelics and, and your modalities or um, are yes. there other ones that it is? Okay. I've sat with, I've sat, um, I've sat with almost every plant medicine. Right. I mean, That's why I asked. There, there's, a, there, there's other things that like we don't know about yet where they're finding out now that these, some of these wines that they talk about in biblical text and ancient texts weren't vino. They were actually like psychedelic brews and yeah. they're finding, you know, remains of bufo toads and you know nightshade and all these other different elements in these bats that you know especially at pompeii where they recovered with ash so they're like literally like time preserved capsules. right yeah yeah so i mean they're they're finding this stuff out now and um i've sat with a lot of different medicines and uh you know i appreciate each one of them for what they do they're all very, sure. very 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 beautiful things um i've only been allowed and given the right to work with that. Yeah. That's what my spiritual teachers, that's what the, the spirit of that plant has allowed me to do. Um, and, you know, and I've worked with people in that regard before. Right. And, you know, it's, it's a very, very powerful, powerful thing to get them people out of that cognitive dissonance, that, that, that program, you know, right. to just jerk it up, even if it's, even jerk it out of that program, even if it's a, you know, it could be as light as a half a gram or a gram. Right. And that's all it takes for some people. But some people need that heavier work, you know. And Chad, if you've done, like I know you're doing a lot of meditation and and, and these spiritual journeys, you know, if if you're you, that that voice in the back of your head, your higher self, that's your intuition. Right. Yeah, I'm aware, <laughs> you know brother. I mean? I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know you are. <laughs> that's yeah. that's why I brought it to your attention. Like, hey, I hear you, conduit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, but like I said, these aren't, these, these modalities aren't for everyone and right. they are something taken very seriously mm-hmm. and very, very preciously. Um, they are not something to be messed with. They're not something to be played with. Once you open that door, even if you crack it open a little bit, there's no closing that. There's <laughs> no, it's, it's, you're, so unless you're willing to start working some serious shit on yourself and right. start like really doing some stuff, in the different fashion and the destructive way that you're doing right now to yourself, your body, your environment, your mental, uh, your psyche, your spirit, you know, you, 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 you have to, you have to be prepared for, for what's next because it's a lot of work. And from somebody that's gone through that work, it's not easy at a lot of times and you're going to lose a lot of friends, Very you're lose a lot of loved ones. But you know what? I've been shown that each one of us is, is a little piece of God and each there's there's a lesson to be learned in everyone because God is showing us what we're supposed to learn from each one of these reflections that we're casting out. And not only that, but I just want to say this because when you are out there dealing with people in public, remember that that each one of us is the collective of 
God, that God, God might have God that's in all of us. So that makes us part of him, part of spirit, part of great spirit. So when you're pissed off at somebody or you're angry with somebody, you, you, you sit back and say, I'm about to say some fucked up shit to God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> and I mean, it's some powerful stuff. So I just want to throw that out there as well. But it's, uh, you know, it's a journey and it's, uh, it's a dance because, you know, um, I'm not trying to get to the end fast. I'm trying to take my time here. And, right. uh, I like, I like what Ram Das says, and it has to do with vision, which is something near and dear to me. And he said that, um, I, I think that he was told this by somebody actually like a prophet or something. I'm not 100% sure on this, but I've heard him speak on this. And it's, if you have both eyes looking at the ground in the egotistical world, you're an ego. If you have both eyes up in heaven, you're not, you're not honoring your human experience. If the secret is again that balance to have one eye up and one eye down, so that you're living that balance, that fine line of you know that you can walk that narrow path into the kingdom of heaven. Because it's what's been shown to me, and what I truly believe is we've already created the kingdom of heaven here on earth. But because of fear and selfishness, we are not sharing that love of God that burns in each one of us. And once we connect that and unite that together, heaven on earth. Boom. Boom. One hundred percent resonation. Absolutely, brother. Mm-hmm. Absolutely appreciate that. Bit of wisdom from you. I like no worries, wasn't my wisdom. Just don't fear the reaper. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I, I think that's where a lot of um you know, the fear of the unknown of the reaper is what causes a lot of dilemma in human reality. So that's well, the a, funny thing is, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, brother. I was just bringing up a talk. Well, the, the, the funny thing is, is that if you look in biblical text, when Saint, when, when the, the angel Lucifer was cast out of heaven, God said, God gave him reign over the world. <laughs> so if the Satan is in charge of the world, then what the fuck does that make the world? Hell. Hell. <laughs> yeah. So. You, like I said, you can live in this hell or you can manifest that and connect with each other and create that heaven. So it's, you know, it goes back and I've done, like I said, a lot of research on this stuff and a lot of sitting with these ancient texts and a lot of these ancient, Mm. these teachers. And it's, it's amazing what, uh, you know, you, you can learn and what you can, you know, through spirit come to the understanding of. So. Amen. Amen. I think that's where a lot of the wisdom comes. Let me ask you something that's been coming up in my reality is, man, you see a lot of like new new age label to a lot of people's beliefs now. What what are your thoughts on people labeling things new age and this is new age? Well, I mean, you know, it's like, well, we are in a new age, but. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But what are labels? That's some of the, if you're labeling, you're judging. Yeah. And what absolutely. is the first thing? A judge, 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 judge not and you shall not be judged. Right. So, you know, when you're, when you're judging, you know, when you're stuck in that, that mindset of form and you're not understanding that we're formless, you're, you're stuck in archetypes and in those roles. And then, you know, you're, you're not doing the healing that you're supposed to do because you're reflecting that onto somebody else. Right. Absolutely. Because if you understood it, but you're supposed to, and you are truly real about it, you wouldn't be calling the person a woo-woo or that or that. You'd have compassion for them. Right. 
Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, you absolutely. come from your heart space from a place of love and no, nowhere else. Yeah. Yeah, the heart doesn't need labels. Yeah, that's uh. Well, that's what the that's what the Earth is when you when you count the sun as the first planet. You know, it makes it the the fourth planet, which is the the, the fourth the heart, chakra, which is heart your heart chakra. chakra. Never, and when you, and when you take the H and you move it back to the front of the word, what does it make? Heart. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. You got a beautiful mind, brother. And yeah, a beautiful man. soul. Really appreciate you coming on and and sharing your light with with the roundtable tonight, man. Well, I really appreciate it and I'm grateful for each one of you guys. Um, you know, all three of you are very, very beautiful souls. I love what you guys are doing and the work you're doing on yourselves. And, you know, here's, here's what's happening here in, in the microchism, microchism of what's happening is through being on these podcasts and, and talking and learning other things, you guys are literally working on yourself every time you do this. Amen. And yeah. you're, and you're doing it in a live form. Where now your experience is helping others lift their vibration as well. So it's magnifying itself and it's going to come back double fold in, in, in other realms because you're building those, 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 those karmic treasures with what you're doing because you're literally clearing up any bad karma you've done by doing this, <laughs> you know? Absolutely, brother. That was, I think that was one of our collective intents is, I mean, he just nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Authentic, um, sharing of self for reflection for others and for ourselves. So Howard, before you go, I just have a question, right? Cause I talked with these guys. We talk as a trio quite a bit. A lot of the opinions that we have, a lot of our views on everything are, you know, we express them every week through, through the podcast and hearing you talk, you know, a lot of it's very similar and we align a lot with, you know, what Chad talked about, your guys' visions, your spiritual beliefs, all of that stuff is in a, an alignment, but the way you talk about it, especially, you know, with all of your teachings and all the work that you've done, some of the verbiage might be a little different. And just to give that perspective to some people and especially myself, even uh, doing some of the work that they've been doing for such a long time and getting into it. A lot of times I feel like it's one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, still a step back, but it's progress. What advice do you have to people who are just stepping in, to a lot of this spiritual journey and how to keep their discipline and their focus. Well, I'm going to tell you this, brother, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And, you know, you always want to strive to be better, uh, in, you know, every aspect, physically, mentally, spiritually, but, you know, you're, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're right where spirit wants you to be right now the purpose of not only your path but for probably multiple other souls paths that you were you know inspiring and uplifting and you know helping cultivate and planting seeds and tilling that land you know what i mean so i you know it's it's not like i said it's not a competition and that's ego-based you know what i mean you have to understand that hey i might be on chapter five somebody else is on chapter 52 and you're only on chapter three but that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But your eagerness to understand it and your willingness to to open your mind to the different possibilities of unlimitlessness, that's the key in all of this. You know what I mean? And just work from your heart space and go throughout your day with love, compassion, gratitude. 
and you know, you know, it'll it'll all just cultivate, and that's and it'll come into a beautiful thing. You're not alone though in any of this, you know. And anytime you need to talk or anything like that, there's so many of us out there that are here to for you to reflect off of, so you can you know work these different thoughts out and these different ideas and beliefs. So never never be afraid to speak your truth and be your authentic self. And that's the biggest advice I can say. You know, something that I've somebody that's not been going slowly going blind and had to change himself and who he is to, you know, do things that he thought that he needed to do in this ego based world to be attractive to women or to get a good job or whatever it is. And at the end of the day, none of that matters if you're not doing it out of love and out of gratitude, and out of compassion. So. Fire. Yeah. Did I answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, like I said, it's a lot of the same stuff that we already talk about. Right. But, you know, we hear from you guys. It was just a different verbiage, different perspective. That's right. still the same message. So. Right. But that spirit's message, you know right. what I mean? Divine it's, truth. It, it comes through. It might, you might need, you know, you talked to like, like my buddy asked me about Right. Absolutely. Sixth grade. Yeah. In the same scenario, just at a different level, you know, you, you might need to hear it from me this way in, in, in just something that I say clicks in a different way than what they've been saying. You're like, holy fuck, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And that's why I asked. Hey, so, <laughs> yeah, because there, there have been times where you're like, man, I just heard this. And I'm like, man, I swear Eric and I have been telling him this <laughs> shit for six fucking months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exact, exact same situation, Howard. Will. Yeah, I gotta break that habit. No, no worries, bro. It's, I've got, it's, I don't hold, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, attached to that form or right. that label. So, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. I must work, you know, so. <laughs> well, Howard, is, is there any uh, parting words? You've already dropped a lot of wisdom and, and a lot of beautiful uh, light at the round table. Is there any closing words that you want to leave with people before we wrap this up, brother? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, first, I just want to say um, anybody that is interested in helping out with, uh, you know, the Blind Dance organization, we are doing a Facebook challenge called Blind Dance Challenge. And we're asking the world to show us your dance. It's bringing awareness to uh, audio voiceovers and cinema for blind people. And we're asking people to do a 30 minute, 30 second to a minute video with somebody dancing and somebody describing it to how they're dancing as if they would be describing it to a blind person. Submit your video on Blind Dance Challenge on Facebook and there's monthly prizes everywhere from, um, celebrity, uh, viewing parties for either the Sedona or we are holding the first ever Blind Dance Film Festival, uh, late this year in more so you know there's a lot of stuff happening right now but on a, you know on a different note and moving away from this realm a little bit um you know i just want to uh say that i really am grateful and appreciative for this opportunity to reflect off of you gentlemen and i hope that you know i put something out there that planted a seed in someone that spirit spoke through me today to to help somebody in their journey or you know, something that I said, uh, you know, helps you move forward or get out of that, that rut or that, 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 that programming, you know. And I tell this to people all the time. <sighs> Life's not easy. And I'm going through a blind. But if I can do this shit and still carry a positive attitude, all of you can, no matter what this, the, the, 
the suffering, the turmoil, the pain that you're going through, the hurt that you feel, find that beauty in it because it is a beautiful thing and it can't hurt you anymore once you understand that it's such a beautiful thing because if, if, if you think that like no matter what belief you believe, you know, it, there's a nirvana or a heaven or whatever and that's the end goal is to get there. Then why are you why are you not working towards that now? Why are you working towards having a million dollars? It's not you know, it's just frivolous and it keeps us caught up in this 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 matrix. And just you know, love yourselves, love each other, um, and that's the biggest thing I can say is you know, find that love of God in you because you're not going to find it anywhere else ever. You're not going to mm. find it in your mom. You're not going to find it in your dad. You're not going to find it in your partner, your children, your grandchildren. It's in you because God dwells within you if you allow him. And that flame will burn ever brighter the more you allow, you clean your temple and you clean the, the, the harlots and the, the tax collectors and all that off of your, 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 you know, your temple grounds and you allow that, that, that seed of God to shine within you. So. I love you guys very, very much, and I'm so very grateful for each and every one of you. And um, let's let's uh, definitely let's talk soon about uh, uh, Arizona 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey man, thanks for sharing our stuff since like day one, bro. Like you, you yeah, always share our stuff. I, I mean, I went back, I looked on your page today, and de- de- like seriously, since day one, you have shared a lot of the episodes so thank you man yeah we, we appreciate, appreciate it, it. Yeah. no it's my pleasure i appreciate what you guys are doing you guys are, are helping a lot of people out there and anything i can do to you know bring awareness to what you guys are doing i'm, I'm super you know grateful to be able to give, be given that opportunity so anything i can do just that, did thank yeah. you thank you so much howard man i love you we all love, love you guys you. too you guys have a beautiful evening you too you man too. thank yeah, you brother. so much you too man we'll talk all to you later all right. Bye-bye, guys. See you, brother. Man, what a powerful individual. A really beautiful perspective from our friend Will. 32 milligrams. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a question that when you just said that, a question that came up for me is like, is is there a point of abuse? Like eating – he talked about the guy that ate 60 grams. I wish I would have thought of this when he was on the phone. But like – I don't know. That's like almost gluttony in my eyes. Like that's a. I don't know. Just I could the, be completely wrong because I've never experienced it. I'm yeah, speaking out of ignorance. Of that is, right. I mean, sitting with three was. <laughs> it was a lot. So multiplying that experience by right. ten. <laughs> right. It just tells you how much work there is still to do because i would not i don't know how i would have handled that i mean granted with you know everything that he's been taught and if it had been in a space like that right it's a very sacred space through that right but having never been through that i couldn't imagine just challenging myself that to be like (laughs) that's not wise it's not recommended there's a there it's a it's a practice just like meditation just like baseball just like running like it's a practice you we talked about it, right? right? And I mean, on that three, I wasn't here anymore. Like I right. felt myself go somewhere else. Right. So to, to hear him say that there are so many different levels of realms out there that, right. you know, 
That would just be a- See, from my experience with meditation and shamanic practices, as far as spiritual journeying and whatnot, um, that's kind of the place I'm able to get to before ceremony with, with my prayer and my intent and the, the work that I put in leading up to sitting by the fire, you know, the unseen things, you know, the prayers that start from the morning to, to fasting, to making sure my vessel is pure to, yeah. to be that conduit. And, you know, I've had to kind of cancel some ceremonies too, because I'm like, Oh shit, I'm just not, yeah. I'm not a space holder today. <laughs> like somebody needs to hold space for me. So. And that was something I was going to say was, you know, not to compare Chad to a Tibetan monk who's been spending his literal entire life dedicated to it. But there are people who reach those planes and those realms and those dimensions without any kind of medical aid. So I don't I agree with you. I don't think it's a dosage amount. It's a personal workspace and and readiness level on whatever plane. But I think to his point, too, it's like. It's easy for us to say because we've never sat, sat in that realm. Uh, the most I sat with was eight grams down in in Costa Rica, almost nine grams, and that was uh, was a was a night. <laughs> so, man, what a beautiful episode! Howard's got a, a beautiful, inspiring story. Yeah, man. A man is blind, can hardly see, and just full of life. As all of you, I, I'm sure, could feel radiating through um, his message. So, man. It's undoubtedly one of my biggest fears, probably. What's that, being blind? To lose sight, yeah. yeah. With everything that I've seen and having children and not being right. able to look at them anymore. and Yeah. I mean, having traveled all over the world and some of the Seen. beauty that I've seen in the world. Right. To not, you know, I mean, obviously yeah. with the work that he's doing, he can see it in a different way. But right. The process that it would take to get there, that struggle, yeah, and having seen it before and having to to find that different perspective would be has to be a terrible experience to go through until you get out that other end. Until you go through it all the way yeah. in the shadow work, but yeah. that process is a, it's terrifying to me. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm sure it was to him too. I I. I, now I'm having all these questions, you know, after you have a conversation and then the person's God, gone, you're like, man, that. I wish I should. <laughs> I had so many things to ask. But he did talk very fast and he was saying a lot and I, I didn't want to interrupt on this one, you know, and I, oh yeah, he was slow doing it, but it, yeah, yeah, he, he was, was, he was slow and I appreciate all the, the wisdom he, he laid down tonight. Um, but what I would want to ask him and maybe when he comes on again, is like losing your sight halfway through your life is that worse or better than like being blind from birth or i mean i guess you wouldn't really know if you were blind from birth but we but, could ask his perspective in right it, right so for sure opinion. for sure so that was a question i wanted to ask right was would he have preferred to have never seen it all right knowing what you're missing yeah but that that conversation just kind of went different directions so i just left that one right i want wonder if that's like love it's better to love and loss than never loved at all you know what i'm saying yeah huh what do you think i don't know <laughs> I don't either. Um, I know one thing that I love you too, and I love everybody listening. And I know you guys share the same sentiment as I do with, as far as our um, gratitude for all of you listeners, especially you that continue to come back to the round table every week and listen to us share our perspectives and share our light. So we love you so much. And that, is a wrap.